0: This is, this is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Now live from the Merchants Auto Studio, here's Nick Anastas and Ryan Stores. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. We are presented by North End Subaru and Mazda, and we are live right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com. I'm Nick Anastas. I'm along with Ryan Stores. It is playoff time. And our listeners, if you're still alive, well, listen up even more because we've got some advice. We're going to go into the games, breaking down as we usually do, up and down the schedule of Week 15, which, again, is semifinals in most leagues. Um couple leagues, I guess, go the full 17, so maybe there's a a first-round matchup that you're dealing with this week, but again, I think uh, standard leagues for sure, and, and most fantasy leagues, regardless of format, are in the semifinals this weekend. So, let's offer up some advice, shall we, Ryan? Uh, your team right in the hunt in our league, again, looking to get back to the championship game, and... Well, I guess we'll start there. What are you looking for when when you're determining your lineup this week when it's do or die, a one week season essentially?
1: I mean, you're, you're definitely combing over the the matchup, matchups even more so in the beginning of the year because it's down to the, uh, the final final two games here basically. So uh, you know you're looking at the players are banged up. Um, you're looking at the other the other team you're playing to see who they're matching up against. You really going into the detail of, uh, of these games because these are the ones that really, really matter. Uh, and you really want players that are, um, you know, at this point, you hope they're, they're playing for something too. It's tough to have, uh, you know, for example, like a Todd Gurley who's had an off year anyways, but, you know, the Rams aren't playing for much. So a lot of this fantasy, uh, you know, uh, relevance is, is not there. So um, it's kind of a tough thing to do, but it's something that you should probably try to plan for, and hope you never know what teams are going to make the playoffs. Obviously, different teams make the playoffs every single year, uh, but you want to go for those players that you think, you know, in the beginning of the season that you draft, that are going to be playing for the postseason, and that'll boost your fantasy points as well.
0: Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean to sit a stud on a bad team, though, right? I think that's, that's more of kind of a, a tiebreaker, so to speak.
1: Yeah, kind of when you're, when you're taking the time to determine the, the lineup, you know, for these playoff games, you really want to take everything into consideration. So you're starting your studs, but, you know, definitely look into players that maybe weren't playing as well in the beginning of the season, and, and um, now, now their team's playing for a, for a playoff berth, and these these stars have come out, you, that you, you should have already picked them up by now, and now's the time that you can possibly even start them, because um, the teams are, are hot, and they're trying to play for the playoffs, and then they can definitely help you in the playoffs as well.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, there's the waiver wire, and we've seen... Uh, teams really grab guys late in the year, guys who hadn't done much all season, and they get hot at the right time, and they can end up winning you a championship. I.e., Tim Hightower last year when he came in after Mark Ingram's injury and went bananas and uh, and won a lot of leagues nationwide. That's always something to to keep an eye on, especially now with with most of the league is out. Right, most of the owners have gone home. They've been eliminated. Um, they're not maybe necessarily paying as much attention to the waiver wire as they have in the past. Um, might be a good option to to buy on. Maybe a guy like Chris Hogan. I know he blew uh, last week. He was wide open on that big touchdown. Had a twenty point fantasy game as a result. But um, you know they're they're going up against Denver. Denver's had some problems on the defensive side of the football. Maybe maybe that's a uh, well that's an example. I don't know if Chris Hogan's a guy I would roll with this week, but. There are guys like Chris Hogan, I think, that are on the wire and available. Even a Tyreek Hill is still less than 70% owned, which I find hard to bleed, going up against a Tennessee secondary that has struggled. So there are maybe some answers on, on the waiver wire for you. But it always comes down to really the same thing. I think week in, week out, it's all about the matchups. It's all about trying to find uh, you know, a juicy matchup on the other side, a weak secondary, a weak front seven. Um, where you can go ahead and expose those kind of matchups. Um, I guess in the end, though, despite all the, I don't know, all the pointers, all the advice, all the help, all, you know, all this stuff that we can talk about here, it, it comes down to probably your gut, though, right? I mean, I, I think deep down, if you're on the fence between two guys and, and maybe your head's saying one thing and, and your gut's going the other, I'm a gut guy, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I guess I sleep better that way. But I mean, I mean, what do you think on that front? Uh, in terms of just kind of trusting in yourself and trusting in guys that have been on your team versus maybe going out on a whim, going out on a matchup-heavy free agent off the wire.
1: Yeah, you want to be prepared. And you want to you want to go with what's got you there. Basically, is the line that you want to um, use there. And personal experience uh, earlier this week, the Thursday night game. Uh, I've had Tyler Lockett on my roster all season long. Haven't re- haven't really used him. Hasn't really done much. Um, and I left him on the bench, and he scored 19 points. Right. I don't feel bad about that because I feel like I got people on my roster that can definitely, you know, do what they've been doing all year. Um, and then you know, if I had put him in, obviously I would have t- taken the 19 points. But it's still you just got to go with your gut and trust what you have. Um, and it's good to have people that are that are producing on your bench, too, as well, especially in a keeper league. Um, and to go back to your point on the, on the waiver wire real quick, um, I think that if you're in the playoffs, it's very – this is kind of where you manage the waiver wire and maybe don't reach for those guys and use your, your claim early in the season or the middle of the season, and then maybe when the, one of those injuries, like uh, we saw Melvin Gordon go down, uh, and now his backup is, is getting – um, snatched up off the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Have that priority like one or two or three so you have the opportunity to get somebody that can help you in the playoffs down the road.
0: yeah, certainly a solid insurance policy, so to speak, is that waiver priority and yeah I, I tip I can go the whole year sometimes without using it. Um, used it at the wrong time this year on Gary Barnage, but that's uh, neither <laughs> here nor there. And back Ooh. to your statement, go with what you got you there. go with what got you there. I always like the phrase, dance with the girl that you brought, right? Isn't, isn't that kind of along the same lines? Although I guess yeah. I don't always apply to that. All right, <laughs> this is the Fantasy Champion Show here on ESPN New Hampshire. We're on Twitter as well. We'll take a few questions in a little bit. At ESPNNH is our handle. Again, at ESPNNH, and it's all brought to you by North End, Subaru, and Mazda. Their website is MyNorthEnd.com. Any other last-minute nuggets of advice, or should we just dive into the Week 15 matchups? Ryan, what do you think?
1: Well, i got a couple of things. to, to for. It mainly pertains to, to keeper leagues uh, and dynasty formats, I should say. Um, this is a good time of year, whether you're in the playoffs or uh, especially if you're not in the playoffs, is to look at some players that may be getting promoted off practice squads to uh, – to boost someone's uh, NFL roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a couple names that come to my mind that you could just pick up and stash and then have them through the entire offseason, and then maybe they end up being a a training camp uh, hero Mm -hmm. uh, and make the roster and could be a starting running back or wide receiver. Uh, A couple that come to mind for me real quick, just to throw out a couple names that people are looking for someone to stash on their roster. Uh, Darius Jackson just got released by the Cowboys, and now he just got picked up by the Browns. Um, so they say he may even uh, get some playing time this week. Uh, huge talent, it's big guy. I you know you like the big guys, 6'1", 220. Yeah, Notre Dame
0: um, had a pretty good camp with the Cowboys too.
1: Yeah, they were um, they were sorry to see him go, but they just there's just too much talent on that roster. They had to make room for McFadden who came back. So it's a casualty for them, but uh, you know a, a gem for somebody else. Another name uh, near and dear to me with the Eagles. Obviously, uh, Strolls isn't going with a concussion. That cheap shot that he that he got against Washington last, (laughs) yeah, pretty upset about that. Yeah, Um, but a rookie uh, Byron Marshall from from Oregon who uh, did pretty well in in, in training camp and preseason. Obviously, there was a lot of a lot of to feed there in Philadelphia, Um, and with Wendell Smallwood on IR and um, now Sproul's not playing, they're they're promoted him, and it looks like he's going to get some snaps as well. Um, Definitely, uh, you know, a flyer to go after somebody like that, but you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know the Eagles aren't really extremely high on Matthews, and he's not uh, very healthy week to week anyway. So it's right. a good idea for 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 uh, you know owners that are either in the playoffs or or maybe looking for next year in, in a dynasty format to grab some of those players and stick them on the roster, and maybe they'll pan out for you in the future.
0: Yeah, and as long as we're talking about dynasty, another thing to know is the contract situations. Uh, for backups and starters. Backups you'll probably find on the wire. The guy in front of him is going to be gone or likely gone in the off season. A great buy cheap now opportunity for, for a lot of guys. So, really, it, it, and you got nothing else to do if you're sitting at six and eight, like some people we know who are out <laughs> and are going to have to think between now and September of, of ways to fill their time. One of the things to do is go around the league, understand the cap, okay, understand the individual contracts and try and paint a mental picture of what things are going to look like uh, for that team going into the draft uh, in May, in April or May or whenever it is. All right, I think now we're ready to head on to the matchups, and we'll just take a few here before the break, but let's begin with Week 15, the 1 o'clock's Houston at Jacksonville. Houston's in the playoff run. Jacksonville is not. By the way, the line is Texans minus 6, with an over-under of about 40. Um, you know, you said kind of beware of of, of teams that are out and, and have little to play for. I think maybe uh, Gus Bradley's probably coaching for his job at this point or or certainly could be. Um, you know, the backfield situation with Jacksonville has been up and down all year. Ivory's still a little banged up. Uh, he was, when he was healthy, uh, what, in October, early November, put up – put up four pretty good games in a row, and then got derailed with another injury. Uh, Blake Bortles has really struggled this year. Robinson has let owners down on the outside. I would listen to your advice in this case and probably avoid Jaguar players. On the other side with Houston, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. It's going to be ugly at times. Uh, I hate mentioning kickers, but Nick Novak is a good kicker because Houston sputters so often, especially in the red zone that he's gotten a lot of uh, kick attempts. He's got a strong leg. He hit a 50-yarder last week. You know, there are kickers on the wire, and sometimes it does come down to the soccer player. So if Nick Novak's there, I think this is another good one at home for him if Houston does struggle. Um, You know, Hopkins, I think he's still start-worthy. I don't care if he's lived up to his own expectations or not this season. He's still probably a guy that that I feel comfortable with in there in a playoff spot. Your thoughts on Jacksonville-Houston?
1: Yeah, not much on the Jacksonville side. The one receiver that, that, that kind of pops out that's been doing a little bit more than we thought is, is Marquez Lee from USC. He's been, he's been playing pretty well, and he's kind of stepped over Alan Hearns' uh, uh, spot there. And obviously, Allen Robinson's been uh, pretty, pretty low uh, as far as uh, fantasy uh, output this year. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on him. He's a possible flex, but I don't like uh, not a very great matchup against the Texas defense, which is pretty, pretty stout. Um, but to go back to your point on the on the kickers, since we, we'll go uh, you know game to game and and talk about it, but I think this is also an important part to talk about. I know we've mentioned it a few times on the show is, is weather, yeah. um, and, and there's going to be quite a bit of it this weekend, uh, you know uh, today. So the um, that's a good point on the kicker. So they're they're playing basically in the dome, so you know like you said, they're going to sputter. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for Novak. So he's playing indoors, so there's, you know there's no weather well uh, weather elements there. So that's a good good pick up there, but. Yeah, I mean, you look at Lamar Miller, who's been uh, you know banged up a little bit. You definitely can start him against this Jacksonville defense. And I think you got a to roll Hopkins, too. you could expect him to have a, a big game. Like you said, this is a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, so they're going to put their best out there. And even uh, the tight end that we've mentioned a couple of times, uh, for uh got a pretty good matchup there as well. So those are the three names I'm talking about. And like you said, the kicker, too, because he's got an indoor game there and can get some uh, good fantasy points.
0: Next up on the Fantasy Champion Show, Tennessee at Kansas City. This should be a good game. Uh, for football fans, regardless of if you're in the hunt in fantasy or not, the Chiefs have got to be favored, right? Yeah, they're given five and a half. Over-under is about 42. I guess I'll start with Tennessee. We, we love your boy, Mariota. We love DeMarco Murray. And Rashard Matthews has been quietly very, very consistent. Had a huge month in November. Double-digit fantasy points in all four games. Um, off their bye, had a tough one with Denver. Only one catch for 26 yards, but uh, on the season, he's a top 25 wide receiver. And, well, he may have to deal with, with Peters on the other side, and he's on the road at Kansas City where their defense seems to rise to the occasion. Of course, both these teams are still in the playoff hunt, so they'll put their best foot forward. I think probably Mariota and Murray are are sure green lights and Rashard Matthews is a roll of the dice, I think, flex because of the matchup this week with Kansas City. Before I hit the Chiefs, your thoughts there on the Titans?
1: Yeah, I would agree. This team is fighting for a playoff spot. They could definitely sneak in here. So I'm obviously hoping for a big game at of Mariota. And he's actually, as good as the uh, Kansas City defense is, their secondary has given up um, quite a bit to, to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. So I think it's a pretty good start for Mar- Marcus Mariota. Um, so you definitely can start him. Uh, and, and like you mentioned, these two teams are, are fighting to get in, so I think they're going to put their best foot forward. Murray's had a great year. I don't see that uh, stopping uh, in this game because they're going to need him real big there. Um, you know, like Delaney Walker. He's been solid all year long. And like you said, Matthews, uh, definitely i put him in the flex category uh, of a possible start there. But, uh, yeah, it should be a pretty good matchup here.
0: And then the Chiefs, I think the obvious names, Spencer Ware, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Is that it?
1: Yeah, I mean you got Macklin, but you saw him come back. You can't trust him right now. Yeah, he had one catch for like nine yards, and that's kind of what I expected out of him. Um, so, and you look at Tyreek Hill, who's been one of those players that you know you, you should have picked up a while ago. Like you said, he's seventy percent owned. I'm not sure why he's not in the ninety percentile owned, right? Because uh, he's been he's been performing each week. So, yeah, I like Hill. I like Kelsey, uh, and I like Ware. I don't like the quarterback Smith. Is you know he's not throwing up four touchdowns a week. Uh, He's just going to manage it. But uh, those three names, like you mentioned, Ware, Hill, and and Kelsey, are definitely start-worthy this week.
0: All right, when we come back, we continue to break down the 1 o'clocks, the 4 o'clocks, the Sunday night, the Monday night, the sleepers, all that on the way, your Twitter questions as well. We're on Twitter at ESPNNH. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. We are presented by North End Subaru and Mazda, and we're live here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com.